Welcome to the second half of our recap from talks at the Commission Men's Morning. Over 300 men came together for a morning of worship, fellowship, prayer, and teaching from Matt Fuller and Sam Albury. We were also blessed to hear from elders around the network. In this one, we'll hear from author and pastor Sam Albury on the topic of integrity. Enjoy. We're thinking in this, this little section about integrity, but actually we're, we're building on what we've just heard because the kind of integrity we're thinking about is, is relational. Uh, when we think about integrity, we're talking about living up to the things that we, we stand for. Uh, we could think about that in terms of, of having integrity with our words, being people who are truthful and not deceitful. We could think about that in terms of our integrity with our money, that we're honest, that we're generous. Um, we could think about that in terms of having sexual integrity, being people who are self-controlled and faithful and, and pure. We could think about that in our workplaces, that we would have integrity as, as those who work diligently, who work faithfully, who are easy to read for people who have to, to work with them. But I wanted to take a different angle because a lot of what the Bible says about uh, being men, it says to us, in the context of the relationships we find ourselves in, uh, as fathers or husbands or sons or brothers or friends or colleagues or Christian brothers together. And so I want us to use this verse. It's on the, the, my verse ended up on Matt's page for some reason. Um, I'm not calling him a thief, but uh, that's where it is. So if you want to flick back to that, Romans 15 verse 7 says... Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. And this might not be the obvious verse to think of with integrity, but it is about integrity. It's about living up to what we stand for. We stand for Christ. We believe in Christ as Christian men. And this verse is, is calling us to live out the belief we have in Jesus, to try to be with and for and to one another what Christ has been for us. And I I love this verse because I need this verse. Um, I'm in my my 40s. I'm comfortably into my 40s, which means I'm in my extremely late 30s, as I like to call it. Um, And I noticed a few things immediately started to happen when I entered my 40s. The world became slightly too loud, so when I have younger friends in my car, the, the rule is they can control the music and I control the volume. They can play whatever they like, but I, you know, I've got to that stage where I have to turn the music down to see better when I'm driving. <laughs> uh, the other thing that's happened is, is you, you hurt yourself more easily. Um, normally, before I was 40, if I, if I hurt myself really badly, I had a good story for it. You know, the parachute didn't open or there was a shark attack or something. Now it's just that the most pain I've ever been in was, was because I, the doctor said, you just, you just slept badly. <laughs> it's like sleeping is now an extreme sport. This is great. <laughs> but the other thing is I, I, I'm more naturally cranky than I used to be. I don't like that. I've met cranky older guys. I don't want to be a cranky older guy. And the best way to not be a cranky older guy is to not be a cranky middle-aged guy. And Romans 15 verse 7 is a, is a great help to me on this because it, sec- it says, accept one another 
then just as Christ accepted you for the glory of God, accept one another. We tend to hear the word accept, and it, it, it's not a big word for us. If you talk about accepting something, you typically mean you're just tolerating it. Uh, you get a, a diagnosis, and you might say, well, I've, I've come to accept it. Uh, your boss is a jerk, and you realize, okay, he's not going anywhere. This is not going to change soon. So you think, okay, I've come to accept it. You just sort of live with it. You tolerate it. But Paul isn't talking about that because he says, accept one another as Christ accepted you. And when Jesus came into this world, he didn't come into this world so that he could say, well, okay, I, can, I guess I can, you know, tolerate you guys. That wasn't the extent of what he did for us. So Paul is talking about something far, far stronger than what we often mean by the word accept. Paul is talking about something more embracing, something more welcoming. He's talking about the way in which actually Jesus came for us and and pulled us into his heart. That is how Christ has accepted us. And we are to accept one another just as Christ has accepted us for the glory of God. In other words, This is no small thing. This is not a trivial thing. The very glory of God himself is is seen and bound up with how we receive each other. This aspect of our integrity that we would be for one another what Christ has been for us actually brings glory to God. It moves the needle when it comes to God's purposes in this world. So let's think about how Christ has accepted us because When Christ accepted us, he did so in a way that was initiating. Christ came and sought us. When I first started to to look into the Christian faith as a teenager, one of the first kind of phrases of Jesus I, I encountered was, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And the first time I I heard that verse, it, it blew all of my categories of Christianity out of the water. I had grown up somehow with the view that that Christianity was about God congratulating good people. And Jesus came to kind of basically tell us to be a bit more moral and a bit more ethical. But Jesus himself was saying, I've not come to congratulate good people. I've, I've come to find, to seek, and to save lost people. And I remember absorbing that as a 17-year-old, and it suddenly occurred to me, that I might be a lost person. I was was a good kid. I didn't go off the rails. I didn't do the things parents don't like you doing when you're 17. I was was kind of, you know, I wasn't a a problem or anything like that. But it suddenly occurred to me that if, if God was there and if God really had made me, I didn't know him. And it occurred to me for the first time in my life, maybe I'm supposed to. And then I thought, that's, that's probably on me, isn't it? And so by definition, if I don't know the the God who made me, I'm lost. And here is is one who said, "I've, I've come to seek and save the lost. Jesus' acceptance of us is is initiating. He came, we didn't just stumble onto his radar and he then had to figure out what to do with us. He came to find us. He initiated a relationship with us. Um, Secondly, his so his, his acceptance of us is initiating. Sec- secondly, it's costly. Jesus didn't just inconvenience himself. It's not like when someone says, hey, on your way home, can you pick up a few things? And you think, okay, it's going to take 
15 minutes longer. This is, this is not that level of cost to Jesus. Jesus was, was willing to give up his life. Jesus accepted us by, in one sense, becoming unaccepted himself to God. He died in our place. He bore our sins. He took on our punishment. He bore in himself all of our guilt and shame. And yet thirdly, Jesus' acceptance of us was heartfelt. I think sometimes in my Christian life, I've imagined that Jesus saved me because he sort of had to because that was his job and he, he could and therefore he probably ought to and maybe it was his good deed for the day kind of thing. But there's no sense of cold obligation when you look at what Christ has done for us. Um, at one point, Jesus was saying that he, he, was, he was yearning to gather people up. He talked about gathering people up under his arms like a, a mother hen gathers chicks under her wings. There's a, Jesus' heart went out to us. So he wasn't kind of calculating and cold about the whole thing. We can often be like that in, in, our, in this world. Friendship, sadly, can sometimes be like that. You can meet someone and you can see them actually kind of doing a cost-benefit analysis as to whether you are worth getting involved with. There was none of that calculation with Jesus, just a heart that longed to serve us, even at great cost to himself. So that is how Jesus has received us that is how Jesus has pulled us in and that is how we are to accept and to receive and to welcome one another so let's think about each of those three things to be initiating if we're going to be men of of integrity we need to we need to take the initiative in receiving and accepting one another Um, a dear friend of mine a lovely wise older man often says there are there are two ways that you can enter a room I mean not Physically, he's talking about your mindset. There are two mindsets you can have as you walk into a room of other people. You can walk in with a mindset of here I am. So please, you know, I'm here to be noticed. And it's about me. And I'm waiting for you to attend to me. Or you can walk into the room with a mindset of there you are. And you're making a determination that I'm going to be about the other people in this room. Uh, they're going to be the topic of interest for me. Uh, John Lennox, some of us will have come across, wonderful uh, Christian man. He, he said once, the way to be interesting is to be interested. In other words, when you have that mentality of there you are rather than here I am, actually it makes you more interesting because you're more about other people rather than just being about ourselves. So with a look for people, we're to look for people we can draw in. Sometimes that we'll be thinking, who, who might not know someone or who looks like they're slightly on the edges of things or who looks like they might not fit in naturally or who might be experiencing a bit of social anxiety. Maybe it's even us. But to take the initiative. Uh, secondly, for it to, to be costly. It's not always going to be convenient to, to kind of initiate relationship, friendship with, with somebody else. Um, We won't always feel like we've got the energy. It might not always seem like it's a good time and we don't have limitless capacity. But it is meant to be costly. That's part of how we grow to be more like Jesus. And there will be some people that we actually do find difficult and we 
Paul says we are to accept them, to receive them, to welcome them, to actually seek to be a blessing to them. In a wonderfully diverse context, there'll be people who are quite different to us. And again, it can make us think, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to have slightly different social cues. I might not understand this, but it's going to be a bit, a bit more effort on my part. That's glorious. Again, it gives us a, a way of, of trying to be to others how Christ has been to us. And then finally, it's meant to be heartfelt. Again, this isn't a kind of duty I have to do. It's meant to come from the heart. Uh, Jesus didn't just bring us blessings. He didn't just give us goodies. He, he led us into his very heart. He drew us right in. And that is how we are to accept one another. Uh, we're not to handle each other as if we're sort of projects or things like that. Uh, this is not a box ticking kind of thing. And maybe, we're, if we're totally honest, we don't really have a heart for it. Um, in which case, we can pray for one. Or we may have been hurt. There'll be many of us for whom that's the case. And so our, our default setting is still in sort of any kind of social environment where we're shields up because we've been hurt. That is very understandable. But we can all aspire to be more like Jesus. We can all pray that God would help us to be more like Jesus. We can all take some step in the direction of being more like Jesus. And that's why I love that verse. Uh, again, Paul says, accept one another then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. And it's, that's going to be what moves us to do this. It's not, okay, let's all take some protein shakes and go grrr and do this thing, the more we stare at the love of Christ, the more we reflect on how he has accepted us when he didn't have to, and yet he longed to at great cost to himself. The more I reflect on that, the more I meditate on that, the more I let that sort of seep into the deep pores of my heart, the more actually I want to be a bit more like that. And I begin to find I have more of a heart to be like that. Other people become more of a, a burden for me than they were in the past. So, brothers, let's accept one another as Christ has accepted us. Amen. That's it for this one. See you next episode back for another in our series on church planting, where a new grafting plant has just been approved on the Doddington Estate here in London. We'll talk with Tom Dowding about the ministry going in there. See you then.